What is going on, Universal Sports Hub? My name is Colin. I'm sitting here with Ricky, Big Yeggs, TK, Bruce, and Smoot. What's going on, fellas? What's up, man? What's going on, Hub? We do got some uh, quick news to let the listeners know. From now on, we will be covering all four major sports, that is baseball, basketball, hockey, and football, on one podcast, this podcast we are on right now. For now on, in case of emergency, it'll be once a week. That makes sense to you guys. Um... Well, let's just dive right into football right now. That'll be the first thing we'll talk about. Vontez Burfitt is going to Oakland. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick to Miami. Justin Houston has signed with the Colts today. Clay Matthews, to help the linebacker situation in L.A., is going to the Rams. we got Blake Bortles, who will back up Jared Goff, to the Rams as well. Burger alert. <laughs> Vinny Carey is coming back to Philadelphia after a one-year leap of absence. Randall Cobb is signed with America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and I got Jared Cook to the Saints. That's a big, big pickup. Yep. I got one question for you, and we'll go around the table and we'll, you can answer it. The best pickup out of the free agent names I just said that signed with the teams. We'll start with, looks like Bruce wants to start. Go ahead. I'm going to go with uh, Justin Houston going to the Colts. I think having 18 and a half sacks in two seasons, I think it's a big step up. It's a big upgrade to that Colts defensive line. He brings pressure to the quarterback. He brings hurries, sacks. He tackles well. He's a very good player. They almost got D4, too. They inquired about him but decided to stay uh, or keep their draft picks. As you remember, San Fran gave up a second-round pick. I believe it's in 2020. But they still that's a, that's a high draft pick to give up. But, I mean, they still got one of Kansas City's edge rushers, and it'll definitely help the defense that could use some pieces. I agree. Uh, I think Vinny Carey's big uh, for the Eagles. Him coming back, he already knows the system. They got him pretty cheap, and uh, he can back up, you know, guy. Like, he already knows the system, and the price was right. And he's got a ring. Yep, and he, he got came a ring. back to where he got the ring. And he's another one. I'm going to go with Ryan uh, Fitzmagic. Um, <laughs> the Dolphins right. didn't have a quarterback. Johnny Hecker of the Rams had more pass attempts than either quarterback on the Rams roster, or not the Rams, the Dolphins roster before they signed Fitzpatrick. So, I mean, that has to be the biggest one, in my opinion, because it was the biggest void probably in all the whole NFL. They didn't have a quarterback that threw more than 20 passes. Brian, Johnny Hecker, punter, just for people who don't know names like that. You better know that. <laughs> I'm going to go. It's a, it's a big It's a big pickup. Yeah. It's still going to suck. Go ahead, Rick. I'm going to go with Jared Cook going to the Saints. I mean... Drew Brees can really work a tight end. You saw what he did when he had Jimmy Graham down there. Jimmy Graham was a superstar in the NFL when he was with the Saints. So now Jared Cook's just got that much. He's got Drew Brees throwing him the ball. I mean, he could be the guy that puts the Saints over the top maybe to win yeah, a Super Bowl. Yeah, right? fantasy or, stocks going on. Yeah, the yeah. stock, all that. Brees I mean, Cook. maybe this Brees will be. Has the arm. For, for me, I got to agree with you, Rick. I mean, Jared Cook, if they didn't have that elite tight I think Jared Cook is close to being a, an elite tight end. Dude, just look what he did in Oakland with Derek Carr. And oh, he a is terrible here. Now you give it to one of the best quarterbacks of all time, a tight end like that, to go along with that offense, minus Mark Ingram. They pick up Jared Cook. I think that's a tremendous yeah. pickup for the New Orleans Probably uh, three years in a row should have been Super Bowl champions. One's <laughs> <laughs> a parade. All right. Now, I'm going to go the same way. I'm going to go Jared Cook. I think it's a big pickup for the Saints. It gives Drew Brees another target. It's, it's huge for them. Their offense is going to be just as explosive, if not even more, this year. 
So, I mean, I like that. And I like Fitzmagic going down to Miami. So. A healthy clay to the Rams would be a good thing, but that's healthy. only if he's healthy. That's the biggest issue. Yeah, healthy. Let's see. We'll stay on the topic of uh, free agency. I'm going to name some available top names on the market still. Ndamukong and Sue, Ziggy Ansa, Zach Brown, Morris Claiborne, Jamie Collins, Jay Train, Jay Ajayi, uh, C.J. Anderson, and Michael Crabtree are still out there. Um, what do you guys think of that? Ajayi well, just left Indianapolis without a contract, yes, so I mean... See, I'm the one to think. I think Ajay is going to end up back in Philadelphia. I think it's yeah. the same situation as Ronald Darby. He goes down with the injury. I think he's just going to get that one-year deal. Maybe it's a prove it, and then maybe hits the open market if he has a good year and signs somewhere else. I think Zach Brown is the best remaining. I mean, the guy's a tackling machine. He played well on a uh, – on a, I mean, the Redskins' defense was hit or miss last year. They played very well at times where they played like shit. But that guy always – I like watching him. I've always liked his game from afar, obviously. Watching him twice a year helps. But I think that guy would be a very good pickup to a team in need of a linebacker. I like Zach Brown's game. Anybody else? No? Uh, actually, I'll say McDonald can sue. I mean, that did be. anybody could use a McDonald can sue yeah. on their team. So. Yeah, just put him – look at what he, when, when he was with um, with the Rams. I mean, he helped – Aaron Donald's still going to get his, but he was able to get Donald sometimes at one-on-one. You can pair him with a, a, an elite defensive tackle. It's going to really help that guy. You know? Oh, yeah, for damn sure. He, I don't think he's a number one D tackle anymore. But he's, he's probably lost that little bit of step in his game, but he can still be a very effective player if put in the right, uh, if surrounded by the right person. Uh, he's absolutely. got that motor. I know C.J. Anderson has been sitting for a while. But he did look okay for L.A. at the end of the year. I mean, he could fit into a backup role on plenty of teams in the league. So go back to L.A. and help Ty. We don't know what's going on with Ty Drill. Right yeah, he's got arthritis in his knee. I think it's just a matter of time before the Rams officially re-sign him. Yeah, I, I can sure. see that. Yeah, just backing up there, early so again. You never know. The thing is about that, though, like, just about the C.J. Anderson thing, is, is how good are those offensive lines, though? I mean, you take, like, James Conner over in Pittsburgh. You know, he went out and he did his thing for the Steelers. I mean, he practically took over for Le'Veon Bell, and it didn't really hurt him. So, I mean, C.J. Anderson behind a good offensive line. Yeah, could, I can see it. You know, could have been a fluke. Could have been a fluke. But it could also be that <coughs> the line's helping. I'll say one thing. I think Jamie Collins, a lot of people, he's not Terry. He's an okay linebacker. I think he's going to end up with the Oakland Raiders. I think they're just going to try to plug in pieces now that they got Antonio Brown and try to just pick up a couple more wins. Because when you got a quarterback, wide receiver duo like that, you, gotta, you don't wait. you just got to keep going. I think Jamie Collins, I'd like to see him go back to He can't be asking for a lot of money, so that, that could be a low-risk, high-reward situation yeah. for a team, any type of team, particularly the Raiders who need edge rushers, and he has that experience. I'm just going to mention here, um, Julio Jones talking extension with the Falcons. I mean, top three wide receiver to some people in the league right now. To lock him up with Matty Ice, I mean, there's a... He was showing in the last season, Julio deleted all of his pictures from social media with the Falcons. Um, pick, uh, any uniform, any type of thing associated with the Falcons, he deleted it. And I think that was kind of his message, like, yo, you want to lock me up or I'll leave real quick and you'll see what your offense is without me. Yeah. And I like Calvin Ridley a lot. Um, and it He's not a Julio James. would not be the same. But I would like to see him test free agency. Yeah. Just to see what he could get. Just to put a market on, like, oh, the yeah, tops of the top. You know what I mean? It'd yeah. be fun to see. I would like to see him leave Atlanta. 
I don't think he's going to get anything with Atlanta. But I, I would too. Go somewhere else. I yeah. would too. With Matt Ryan, they haven't really been. They've been good, consistently good, but they've never reached the pinnacle. They they never gotten anywhere. They had the Super Bowl. Bowl. Blue lead. Yeah, yeah, they blew the lead. Yeah, <laughs> this is the they, they never got anywhere. They might have peaked at that point. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I mean. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna stir the pot here when I say this. I'm gonna mention Landon Collins wearing Sean Taylor's number 21. I don't think it'll happen. But if it happens, my God, I hate we all hate the Redskins. We're all Eagles fans here. My God, I. I'll even flip shit right now if he wears Sean Taylor's number 21. What do you think? Disrespectful. It's absolute trash. I I mean, I don't think he should be able to, but it's not like he's wearing it for the wrong reason. You know, he's wearing it to honor him. So, I I mean, I kind of get it. I get where you come from, but... I don't think he should be allowed to, but I'm not going to be mad at him if he does, you know, because... No, I'll be mad at the Redskins organization yeah, for letting yeah, that happen. I'm mad at him. There's nothing like this. That's his been, number. This should have never been negotiable, in my opinion. That should have been a firm no. That number should be in the rafters. Yep. I mean, me and Rick went down two years ago to the Eagles-Redskins season opener, and I had probably seen at least 2,000 Sean Taylor jerseys throughout the whole day. I, like, come on, man. Like, the fan backlash, I think, is going to be very, very high, more than it already might be. <laughs> One more question for you is on the NFL topic. Um, what are the 49ers going to do at running back, moving somebody? They have Matt Morita. They did dish sign Tevin Coleman this offseason. They signed McKinnon last year, and they signed Raheem Morissette this offseason as well. So does that mean Morita is the odd man out? But he showed a lot last year. So or what is, is the it? team willing to take a chance on McKinnon coming off that torn ACL? Exactly. So what is well, – I'm anxious. What are they going to do? Guy Bruce is sitting here. That's where I think the logic comes in. I think with Burita and Coleman, I I think it's a good setup. And with McKinnon being the same type of scat back that Coleman is, it it kind of feels like they, even though they signed him last year, he hit the ACL, and I feel like he's just ready to part ways. He's he's back. He's back. I think he's going to be back on the free agent, or they're going to trade. Do something. There's still teams out there, the Philadelphia Eagles, they need running backs. So I don't think they'll cut him. I think they can get value for it if McKinnon were to move. But how much could you get for McKinnon coming off the ACL? Or could you get more for Burita, who showed a lot last year and is not coming off an injury? There's no doubt you would get more for Burita. Um, I wouldn't give, me personally, I wouldn't want to give up more than a sixth or seventh round pick for a guy coming off that injury exactly. and getting paid so that how, much money. So I think his salary hits somewhere between seven and eight. So now you say that, how, how, what would you give up for Burita, the guy who showed a lot not coming off an injury? Maybe a fourth. That, that's the difference there. Not giving up a third round pick for that guy. Some teams no. could get desperate. But you've seen it happen before. That's it for the NFL. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with the NHL. Hey guys, this is Bruce, and I'm here with Rick and Big Yanks, and we're going to talk a little hockey action. First to start, we're going to have the Sharks and the Flames, their playoff, bla- their playoff bound, and the Lightning clinching a, the President Trophy March 18th. Yeah, I mean, I've never, in my lifetime, I've never seen a team clinch the President's Trophy that early, that it just goes to show you how dominant they've been all year. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, because... With the Lightning, they could be the best team ever, and it's and this is a, like a generation or whatever you want to say of where you don't think something like that could be so dominant in the NHL. It's not a league that can be so dominated by one team, but in a league of parity, you don't you don't expect to see that. Yeah. Like and the NHL is similar to the NFL in that where it's very hard to remain consistently good 
especially if you're not drafting and developing. I don't think there's a team that does a better job than drafting and developing. I mean, look at Kucherov, 119 points. He's running away with the scoring title. He's been doing so for months, it do you, seems like. Do you think this team can become a dynasty at some point? They got to win one first. Yeah. Prove it to me. That's true. All right, we next have the Stars versus the Preds in the 2020 Winter Classic. How excited are you guys for that one? Meh. 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 I mean, it should be a good game. The Predators and Stars should have good rosters next year. Um, It should be a good one. I'm excited to see how it does in the Cotton Bowl and what the setup looks like. Cotton Bowl should be fun, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, the NHL has been facing backlash by uh, the teams being the same teams repeated over in the Winter Classic, which I think I don't have a problem with because, I mean, they're the best franchises or the best fan bases you're putting in. I think the NHL is a little reaching here with, uh, you know, trying to put some belt teams into it. And to, to, to go on your point as well, those teams, even though the Rangers suck this year, they're, those kind of cities are the ones that generate viewers. They generate the numbers for the TV uh, for the TV stations. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem. The Predators are a decent fan base, but if they weren't so good, I don't think. No, no, it's absolutely. Not, it's not. They call it a hockey town. It's not a hockey town, in my opinion. The Stars are by far. I think Vegas is a bigger hockey town. The Stars are already a ten yeah. franchise. In it's my only opinion. their second season. I, but the, everything Vegas has hit everything out of the park. Like they, the, the fan experience, the in-game interactivity, the team being a Stanley Cup I mean, finalist yeah, last year. Like they have hit everything out of the park. I would say Vegas. I mean, they don't have any other pro teams yet. The Raiders are coming. But, I mean, that that would qualify as more of a hockey city already, in my opinion, over Nashville, which is flugazy. Yeah. I think so, yeah. But Vegas brings something that Danny Toad's never seen, too, with the crazy, you know, before-game activities that they have. So, I think that it's going to be a different winter classic, but... Hey, I mean, the NHL is trying to expand it, and this is what they got to do. Yeah, you got to give them a shot, but if they fall flat on their face or, or it's just not overall the best experience yeah. and it doesn't look great, I mean, and uh, you can't keep reaching here. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if next year it goes – not next year, the next Winter Classic after this one goes right back to the, the top the franchise. Yeah, or, yeah. or like, it's that, like, don't give me Florida, the Panthers, in a Winter Classic. Like, like the Penn like, Flyers two yeah. years ago. Yeah, like, give me something like that. I mean, look at their game this year. It was awesome. The it was. experience was great. Gritty coming in on a zip line from the top <laughs> of the link. That was top-notch. That was awesome. And it was one of the best rivalries in the game. It's true. It was a good one. All right, leading up to next, the Sharks and the Flames actually being playoff-bound this year, but they're needing goaltender. Martin Jones and Aaron Dell give us all uh, – Signs of concern. I mean, in all honesty, I don't know about this for the Sharks, man. I mean, they're they have a great group of forwards, very good defense corps, but this is going to be the Achilles' heel for them. Can this goaltending hold up in the playoffs to help get them where they want to go? And that's back to the cup. I mean, having high-powered offenses like that. I mean, the way that they play, they need goaltending. That's the biggest key in hockey. Yeah, I mean, it, you're not going to go anywhere without goaltending when it matters most in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, for the Sharks to go far in the playoffs, they're going to have to dominate puck possession. It's yeah. not going to be able – it's got to be something around 
for them to go far. Yeah, you can't outscore teams every game, especially in the playoffs when you're playing the best of the best competition. And another thing, they need Eric Carlson, who says he's going to come back healthy before the playoffs, wants to try and play a game or two before that to get his legs back under him. They need him to come back and not only be good, they need him to get up to that elite level that they've been waiting for basically all season with him. I, I couldn't agree more. The Flames actually now have three 30-goal scorers. It's Johnny Hockey, Kachuk, and Monaghan. With Lindholm at 27, can Mike Smith hold up to make a run? No. I think, think that's so? the only thing that'll stop the Flames, and they need to go out and get a goaltender after this year. Save percentages under 900. But look how good the Flames are. Their offense has bailed them out time and time again. They have one of the better scoring defenses as well. At the same thing with the Sharks. You can't outscore everybody in the playoffs. They're not going to beat teams like Winnipeg, Vegas, those kind of teams. They have no shot in hell in a seven-game series, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, do you I, – I, yeah, I could, I could see that. Do you see any goalies maybe in free agency next year or draft one that they could maybe put into play? I'll draft them. Probably wouldn't see him. I'm not sure who's available, but hey, if you're willing to call up the asking price, I'm sure someone will give you someone more serviceable than Mike Palmer Smith. <laughs> that dude sucks. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Mike Smith either. I mean, he had a couple good seasons, but I'm not sure if the Flames can do it this year, too. But I mean, if I wouldn't be surprised. I think the Flames have a better shot than the Sharks, in my opinion. I'd agree with that. I, I would agree with that. I think Mike jo- or Mike Smith has been a little more steady this year than Martin Jones and Aaron Bell down there in San Jose. Now, I have a question for you guys. I'm going to ask you this. Those three teams that we have talked about at length here so far, Sharks, Flames, and Lightning, which one has the best chance, in your opinion, to win the Cup? We've mentioned all every team's Achilles heels. Which one do you think has the best shot? We'll say let's at getting to the Stanley Cup. Getting there, it's the Lightning, and I think Lightning also has the best chance of winning the Cup. So, I don't How know. Are you, yeah, I I can agree with Ricky here. I, I really do. I think the Lightning have such a good team. They have, I mean, they're all well rounded. They have a they have a good setup going into this these playoffs this year. Not to just go against you, I just have a sneaky sneaky feeling that Calgary's going to get to the Stanley Cup somehow. I just, I don't, like, I just trashed Mike Smith. Like, (laughs) trust me, I just trashed him. I just have a sneaky feeling that they're going to rep the West. It's a lot of points on that team. And they're fighting, both of them are fighting for the Pacific Division right now. So I'll ask you that. Who's going to win the division? I I think Calgary's got it. I do too. Calgary's got it. Yeah, I I think Calgary has it. At least we're in unison. That'll wrap it up for our hockey segment. Uh, Next is going to be basketball. But before that, we're going to take a quick break. Welcome back, everybody. It's Ricky here with Smoot, Bruce, and Colin. And we're ready here to talk about some basketball action. Yes, sir. We are. Yep, so yep. I want to start it off with the NBA or the uh, March Madness. Oh, man. Bracket Buster. I had Louisville winning this whole thing. No, I'm just kidding. I, I had eight to Virginia. Six. Virginia. Huh? So I wanted to ask everybody <laughs> who, who they have winning their bracket. Smoot. Uh, I went with Duke. I feel like the Zion on the court, they're going to win it. I never can go wrong. Yeah, I'm going through Tennessee through taking the win. Virginia, they're going to win it all. They got some shooters. I actually have two brackets. One I have Duke winning. The other one I have Virginia winning. Hopefully they uh, play each other. So 
maybe I got a chance of winning both. <laughs> so we're going to move on to the NBA. We had Lou Williams become only the third player in NBA history to score 10,000 points coming off the bench. There's only two other players in NBA history who actually do that, and that's Del Curry and Jamal Crawford, who are actually still ahead of Lou Williams, so he has a chance to catch them too. They're not they're in striking range. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of I mean, if that, if that don't say six man, I mean, nothing else does. I mean, that, I mean he's been good all his career. Yeah. As coming off the bench, being that being that go-to guy on the second team, the that dog. yeah, that you can use hit that hit that three in clutch time like he did the other night. I mean, it, he's just a good all-around player. Yeah. I, I can't say enough about Lou Will. I mean, he brings everything you want to a basketball team, especially coming off the bench. I mean, you, you could trust a guy to lead your second team when you're subbing out your first team. Yeah, it's just, and he I, can even play with the first team. He's He's that good. I yeah, no, I agree. Enough good things. But with both you guys, like, what else more says six man? And the bench is an important role for a basketball team. And to have a guy like Lou Williams where, you know, he can come in and set up a play, make a play. You need a crazy three-pointer. He's yeah. always getting one he, off. Just last great. week, he hit that game-winning three. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. he gives you everything you need coming off the bench. Yeah, no, he's definitely a, a workhorse from there. A lot of teams would, would kill to have him on their team right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it takes a lot of selflessness, too, because yeah. Lou Williams can easily be a starter, too. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. So, I think we will pass on and become yeah, number one on that definitely. list. Hey, he's a, he's a big help to them actually making the playoffs this year. You would think a team like like the Clippers that he's on, if they sell Tobias, Boban, and, and Mike Scott, who was key for him at moments, and you would think, oh, man, this team's just tagging to get a pick. Uh, that, that's not what they're thinking. They're thinking they're, they want to get in. Lou Will's a big part of why they're going to make the playoffs. For sure. Coming through more. We also have a couple teams streaking right now as they're on their way to the end of the season trying to make that last playoff push. Miami Heat won three in a row. They won they went eight and two in their last ten games, so that's done a lot for them. That, Miami Heat didn't they're not terrible. Um, they're sitting two and a half up on the Magic right now. I think they'll hang on and, and capture that eight seed. I, I like Brooklyn the whole little the seven. But I think the, the Heat will hold on to that eight seed. I don't know. I, 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 the Magic might have a chance here. No, they got a I, chance. They, they really do. They have a good team. I mean, Fultz apparently coming back like he's been all for the last two seasons. <laughs> come, on, come, come on, man, on, boy. dude. Just to, just, to, just to lay it out there a little bit. But yeah. I'm just saying. I'll tell you, hold on. Hold on. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm looking at the, the remaining schedule for the Heat. Um, they get Milwaukee. They got Boston twice, and they have Toronto and the Sixers. And Brooklyn as well. Brooklyn isn't a gimme. They got some tough games coming up. So if the Magic want to hop in, they still chance. Yeah. Well, the Magic were the second team that was streaking, so that's who we're going to get to next. Magic also have three win, a three-game win streak. And like we said, they're right behind the Heat. You guys yeah. think they – what do you think they have to do to catch the Heat? They definitely got it. Uh, obviously win. Yeah, yeah obviously yeah, win. Heat win, and I was gonna say that, but I, I, I think the Heat have it locked down. So yeah, and, I, and I, if you, if I got the my the the Magic schedule up, too, they got the Sixers, they got Indiana, Toronto, Boston mm. still left. I mean, that's not. It, it, they're both yeah, they, Miami and Orlando don't have an easy schedule throughout. So, yeah, if I understand now, I like Miami to hold on to that AC. I'm going with the Magic. I agree with Kyle. 
Bruce thinks the Magic are going to pull out some big games because that's do. what they had to do. They, these are yeah. huge games coming up. Come up on also streaking, the Philadelphia 76ers. They've won six in a row. And not only have they won six in a row, they've beaten some good teams over that stretch. They beat Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee. That's the home record. They finally beat the Celtics. Yeah. They, this yeah. is the first time they actually played the Celtics with the big, sorry, the big five they have. Um, and a lot of people sit here and say, oh, the, the Sixers, they're gonna, they're gonna, they can beat them. They can, listen, that's one game. And I'm a Sixers fan. I'm not going to get two out of myself. But it, it, it's the right time to hit. Yeah. The right time to hit. The only tough game they got left is Milwaukee. Really. Yeah. So how, how worried – you think the rest of the Eastern Conference is that the Sixers are finally getting hot and you know gelling with the all the team all the uh, additions they made I right think, now before the playoffs. I think teams are still honestly like sleeping on the Sixers because even though when they are winning, they have still lost some games that should have been won even after the top five trades and all yep. that. But you know what? I want them to do that because Sixers are going to shock everybody. Yeah. With the addition of Jimmy Butler this year and the addition of Tobias Harris, they have to gel together to create with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. It's, it's how it has to work. They need to work together. They got 10 games over this last stretch. They were hot last year going into the playoffs. They're going to be hot this year going into I'm the gonna, playoffs. I'm going to add on what you said. You said they get Jimmy and Tobias. Don't forget about Mike Scott on that second team. He can really play. And Boban can give that 10 and, and maybe even 10 boards on every game. Boban, he's a big key to that second team. McConnell, he's got a lot of heart for him. The Sixers, their starting five is not their worry. It's the can the bench in the playoffs come improve. And Adam Mike Scott, that could be their dog on the bench. And then Jimmy Butler, the last three games, looks like he's finding that inner dog in him. And if he gets that going in the playoffs... I'm telling you, the Sixers are going to be hard to beat. Yeah. You know? Creating that clutch factor. I, I mean, I've said this before. The, the Sixers are going to get it going right before the playoffs. Everybody on the team with the new additions are going to yeah. – it's just about yeah, right just, before the playoffs would be when they get it going. Yeah. Gotta clear. Everyone's following the roll. And I was reading something last night after the big win for the Sixers. Is, is Jimmy Butler told Embiid, get us to the fourth and I'll win it for us. And what did Jimmy Butler do in the fourth? Um, he, he won it for him. He won it for he knows his role. He's comfortable closing, yeah. and he's closing them out. So yeah. Keep it going. I will say this though, I I know for a fact the Boston Celtics still do not respect the Sixers. No, they don't. No. Even though the, the Sixers did beat them, Boston is still not afraid of the Sixers. Although they're, they're rivals, I mean, they, there's there's hatred. Rozier was expecting. He said he expected confetti. Yeah. So, see, that's why that's why the three seed for the Sixers is so key because you wouldn't have to play the Celtics in the playoffs. You would end up playing Toronto. I don't think it matters. I still think the Sixers in a seven game series with the team that they have right now can beat the Celtics. Because the Celtics yeah. can easily beat them. Yeah. So I mean, I say bring on the Celtics. In my I opinion. do too. I say as a Sixers fan, you bring on anybody. You shouldn't be scared of the lineup you have. But that's not not the Celtics just because Sixers beat them one game. Still worry about the Raptors. It's the only thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I still have just one question for you guys before we wrap this up. Who wants to play the Brooklyn Nets? I do. I do. Hands up. Two hands up. Yeah. Listen, they got D'Lo. That's it. I, that's it. They got a lot of like young players that in two years they'll be a really good team. Right now, 
I don't think they're – they're no Sixers, Toronto, or Milwaukee, or the Celtics. They, they can't beat them in a seven. Um, but I like their future. I found many of them four. Bring them on because I know I can take you out in four or five. They definitely yeah. need to develop. And that's what needs to happen. They have a good team. They have a, a, a semi-good nucleus. They need to pay the money for the free agent if they can get him. They got the money, too. They do have the money. I think that the Nets can be a good team within a couple of years. I just don't think that they're ready yet. I think if they land a big-time free agent in the offseason, they're ready next year. This year, they – I love you. I love me some D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, he's uh, great. I, especially that 20, 25 point comeback they had the other night. That was unbelievable. Yeah. I agree with you, but I just feel like they're not ready yet. Even no, if they yeah. do get that piece, there's a lot of hard competition coming up in the East. Yeah. I just, you look at the top four. Sorry to interrupt you, Rick, but they just got. You look at their one through five. Brooklyn don't have that. No, yeah. not at all. I don't think any free agent will have a problem with coming to play with D'Angelo Russell. I don't think so either. John Jared Allen is not a bad center at all. No, no play, man. man. I, I said that's okay. Didn't we need Karis LeVert? They got a lot of young pieces. They just missing that. They get a dog at number at the three three spot in that lineup. That team can really you never know. D'Lo might snitch on somebody again. <laughs> well, that's all we have here for basketball. We're going to take one final break, and we'll be back with MLB. What's well, good, everybody? Our last segment of the show here. We're going to talk some baseball. We are just one week from opening day, boys. Well, official opening day for every other team. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Pretense that. Way to, way to catch me up. If you <laughs> haven't seen, the Seattle Mariners are on pace for 162-0. They're 2-0 <laughs> after winning, sweeping the Tokyo Dome series. Number one team in the league right now. That's yeah. actually pretty cool to play out in the Tokyo Dome. Number right. one in the power rankings. Right. <laughs> and the A's are sitting there. I thought, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool to go over there. Oakland's at the right start. They always hit hot late and then make the playoffs. Speaking of Japan, we got to talk about the greatest baseball player to ever come over. From, I'm going to tip, over to America tip from my there. cap right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I got some Ichiro stats here I'm going to roll through real quick. 3,089 hits, 117 homers, and 780 RBIs, 509 steals, a career 311 average, 10-time All-Star, 2001, listen to this, his rookie year. He won the MVP, obviously the rookie of the year. He won the batting title. He won the 2004 batting title as well. Ten-time gold glove winner, three silver sluggers, and ten seasons with 200 hits or more. It's unreal the way his, – his own base percentage is 355. Yeah. It's unreal. I mean, you're talking about four out of every ten at-bats, Ichiro is going to be on base. I think Ichiro translates to Hall of Fame in English. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's great. And one thing I like about baseball, too, is that you don't need the rings to get into the fame. No. You, know, you really don't. It's all about stats with these guys. And it, for him, it's... Ichiro is arguably, I think, the definition of a baseball player. You could, like... no. When he came to the MLB, nobody thought he'd be this. This good. This. Like, yeah, I, I can't There was say a lot that. of hope, but there was uncertainty. I'm kind of speechless on the career that Ichiro and what he meant to baseball. And not only in America, over in Japan as well. What yeah. he meant for the game. Hey, I tip my cap, man. I honestly that. didn't know he was retiring today. I thought he was going to play. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know he was planning on retiring yeah. either. I kind of thought this was his like final year. year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he said it in the offseason, and this was it. Once he seen they were going over there, that, that was it. You know what? There's no way, better way to end one of the best baseball careers. That Probably one of the best we've ever seen personally, but one of the best in general. There's no better way to end it. 
No, mm. absolutely. Nope. And his team's doing up. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if they win the World Series, he gets a ring. There's not a shot in hell they sniff 75 wins, but we'll get that <laughs> in our prediction show next week. All right, guys, other than that, we had some big news break this week. A couple extensions come out for some really top-notch players. I'm not going to start with the most notable. We're going to start with Paul Goldschmidt. Five years, $130 million extension to stay with St. Louis after being acquired this offseason. That broke a little earlier today. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I think that's a it's hell of a right move. Yeah, it's the yeah. right move. You got to lock them up. A I mean, lot of teams are starting to do that now, and I really like to see it. You know? yeah, I've been saying it to, yes, to buddies of mine. I've said it to you, I believe. I've said it to TK. I am very intrigued to watch St. Louis play this year because I think they're going to be a really good team, and they locked up one of the best power hitters in baseball. Shameless plug here. Stay tuned to see if he makes the if the Cardinals make the playoffs in our pro, uh, prediction show next yes, week. Yes, right. Yes, that's going to be a big show. Stay tuned for that. Yes. So now we got Blake Snell, the reigning AL Cy Young winner, dominant left-handed pitcher. Five years, fifty million dollar extension. It sounds cheap. That's it a, is. Let's be honest. Look where he's playing. How many years do you really get out of top talent pitchers? I mean, anymore. I mean, some guys are they're there for five, six years, but they'll give you lights out, and then after that, it really starts going downhill. So five years, fifty mil. I like that deal for him. Yeah, because yeah, then if they were, I think he could have got a little more money, but still, at the end of his fifth year, if he's still an elite pitcher, he can hit the open market and get. Oh, left-handed front of the rotation, left-handed starter. That's five million dollars plus written all over. Absolutely, twenty-one and five. That's just ridiculous. It was absurd. Yeah, but it's a great. He sat there and said, "Don't you even dare think about using the opener in my games." (laughs) (laughs) All right, and then obviously the big fish—no pun intended—Mike Trout is staying in LA. Sorry, boys. Shoot your Philly dreams down. Nah, I told you this a few weeks ago. Simmer down with all that. If you're Trout, I mean, it's $430 million right there on the table. You're not saying no. You're not saying no to almost a half a billion dollars. I do got a question. It's not a shot. No. I do. <laughs> what if you got a hurt? And like, exactly. You're still, like, like, let's be honest, you're still probably going to get that big, like, you'll probably you'll still get Bryce Harper money. <laughs> yeah, you're still $430 million. No, the dude got a bank. Yeah, yeah. so. If he hit the open market in two years, does he get more than 430 no. You, nah, and you don't know that. No. You don't know because you don't know what happens over the course of two years. No, but I'm saying if he stays healthy, he's the same Mike Trout, killing it, MVP. Yeah, makes, the thing he, is, he's, he's getting a 10-year deal at that point. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean. Yeah, it takes two years off his career. So, no, he's not getting that money. Not a shot in hell. And now, they, you know, a they, little they interesting get, development from both of these deals for Collins Red Sox. Goldschmidt's deal, five years, 130. J.D. Martinez last offseason signed a five-year, $110 million deal. He has opt-outs that kick in after this season. There is not a shot in hell he's staying in that contract. He might stay in Boston, but you're going to have to pony up. And then your other – You just say today he will test after the 2020 season. That guy's hilarious thinking he's getting anything near 400 mil, yet alone beating Trout. Nothing against Mookie Betts. No, no, no. no, no. Mookie's a great player. He's not not like Trout. He's not. In my eyes, you guys may disagree. I think he's the second best player in baseball right now. I'd agree with that. He is so good. I think he can make more than Harper. The second best player doesn't get you more money than the best player in the yeah. MLB right now. Yeah, and just because he it, like Mike Trout is a walking Hall of Famer at this point. Mookie Betts, I mean, he's on Red his Sox way. Red Sox got a lot like, of come on now. Red Sox got a lot of shot. good talent that are going to be they're going to have to pay soon, so it'll be interesting to see. But that's for a different day and a different pod that we could talk about that. But one they're going to make a ton of money. One thing I really like though in the MLB right now is that 
players are getting locked up for you. Like, a lot of people weren't a fan of these 10-year deals. I love it, dude. You know why? Because it keeps baseball kind of like top talents aren't testing free agency every four or five yeah. years anymore. Like, guys are staying put. You've got your keystone pieces. You're right. I, I believe, really enjoy I believe there will be a new CBA, right? Soon. In two years, and that will be after Mookie. So it could be a better one. He can make more than what we you think never he know. can get. You never, you never know. know. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and um, just to add on to TK's point about those deals and all that, that's why all these teams were prepped. A lot of the Phillies especially were so ready for this offseason among many other teams because you've seen generational talents like Machado and Harper hitting the market. That doesn't happen. Look at Mike Trout. You guys are Phillies fans. You're banking on him coming to free agency well, see, two years. It's just – it's not happening. Yeah, no, you see, wanted him you to wanted come. Him, you wanted yeah, him to come. Yeah, absolutely. The Angels did what they had to do, and they paid him yeah. now. And they now were playing around, yeah, and, and they only, went and got their guy. And the only thing the Angels have to do now is surround them with talent. And but there was one thing. When, when he signed that contract, I believe it was Tuesday, correct? On yes, Monday. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, I texted you two in the group chat and said that for them Philly fans that said, don't get Harper and wait two years – Trout, this is why we got Harper because it's not a guarantee that he comes to Philly in two years. Hey, maybe they take a shot at Mookie Betts. Maybe shoot your shot. Right. So, well, that, well, well, time will tell on that one. But I got, I got one more thing. Go ahead. Alex Bregman, five years, one hundred million. Oh yeah, I forgot. Did he that. get undershot with money? Because I think he did. Six years actually. Six years. So, I'm yeah, sorry. Even lower. Did he get shot? He's not even making twenty million a year. I think he's fine with it for now because it buys out a lot of his. Um, uh, it buys out a. A bit. All of his service time is bought out now, and it bought out a couple years of his free agency. So he knows if he stays on this pace and only gets better and keeps putting up the numbers that he's going to put up and has put up, he's going to get this. And you could tell, I read a comment, he said, I outperformed that fucking $41,000 uh, bonus I got. And yeah. then he gets this contract. Because you could tell, you don't, you, a guy like that talent, you don't want to piss off. Because uh, yeah, a free absolutely. agent, he ain't coming back. Absolutely. But, I mean, same thing with Trout. I mean, and it like, you just got to get those guys taken care of now because it keeps them happy, and then you know what your flexibility payroll-wise is for the duration. And another thing with the Angels, too, is that you guys don't want to be the ones that let Trout go. No. no. You, you, you don't want to be the team that you could don't possibly let the best baseball player of all time yeah. possibly look at, look, look, You know, yeah. how does it, look no. how pathetic Nationals fans are acting. We didn't want Bryce. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, so when you're sitting third behind the Phillies in first or the Braves in first, let me know how it is because if you had Harper, you would be playing for this. Kiss my ass. You'd be, gloating your, you'd be gloating to anybody that would listen to you if you resigned. Oh, exactly. Absolutely. And yeah, get out of here. Yeah. All right, so our last topic here, we're going to discuss the rule change. Changes going into effect this year. I'll, I'll quickly run through them. No more August 31st trade deadline. I love that. It makes you either go for it or you're packing it in and going with what you got. I like that move personally. All-star election day. Now, this is how it works. The first round is fan voting, just like it normally is. Yeah. And it's going to be broken down to the second one, which is actually election day, where the top three at each position, um, besides pitching, will be voted on to see who your starter is. $1 million for the Home Run Derby winner now. I like that. I love that. See, because it'll bring out more guys with power. And then they took down the mound visits to only five per game. They all go into effect one week from today. Well, actually, they did in Japan. But one week from today, all 28 other teams will be playing by these new rules. I like the mound visit change, too. I mean, speed. They're trying to speed the game up. And don't get me wrong, but, I mean, how many times do you really need to walk out there and talk to the pitcher? Oh, you're just buying time for the relievers. Exactly. You know what that, either fucking your relievers ready or not. I mean, yeah. it kind of gets old. And everything in baseball just goes to the defensive side of the game. And I, yep. 
Yeah, it's the only thing I don't like about it. There's no real offensive advantages in baseball. So, I mean, limiting mound visits, limiting time away. Because when you're the batter, now you got to step away from the plate. Now you got to wait for him to come. If they do a pitching change, you got to wait for the pitcher to come in, throw his fucking warm-up pitches. Yeah. And then you're stepping back into the plate. Especially if your team was on a roll, you're going. See, I'm willing to think that if you want to speed up some time, instead of getting your seven or eight pitches you get from coming out of the bullpen and showing your three, you had all that time in the bullpen to warm up. I think you shouldn't get any. I'm not against that either because I right, well, if he's not warm, that's I would not. You come in, you, you got to give him like three to get used to that mound. Three pitches. It is different. That's, okay. Three yeah, throws. I, I like that. Throw it down. Oh, let's go. Yeah, that's throw it down. Throw it down. Throw it down. All right, so let's move on to this, boys. No more August 31st trade deadline. What's your thoughts on that? Because like, as you heard, I love it. I'm a big fan of it too, dude. Like you said, it's it's buying now or don't at all. I really enjoy that. You're two thirds of the way through the season. Why are you giving guys a chance that like okay, so now that what maybe at cost at the break you didn't think you were a contending team, you made that final run, so now you're gonna make the move? Like nah, either fucking make it or don't. So there's no deadline at all? No, 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 no. no. There's no August deadline anymore. Yeah, no no okay. August thirty first deadline. The July thirty yeah, yeah, yeah. July thirty one is it. Yeah, there's no like under the table bullshit. Yeah, well Justin Verlander, I mean, he was traded to the Astros in twenty seventeen. With under a minute before September 1st. And now that, if, if you don't know how that works, the MLB is as strict as it gets. Once it's September 1st, they don't care if you're calling in the paperwork. If it is not done, it is not done. Yep. They got him and won a World Series like it. Some people won't like it. Obviously, you're never going to get a unanimous vote on anything in this world. No, I, but I, I, I'm a big fan of the move. I like it. Moving on, we're going to talk about the $1 million home run derby prize money. It'll, it could intrigue more big names to come play in it. And, and look, this, this is what I was thinking of. You, it's, it, let's say it's Trout versus Harper, tied at 15. Trout comes up, and he's running out of time on his clock. Pitch is thrown with, like, four left, and he jacks it. You just walk off, home run derby, won just, that, and a million dollars. You just better donate it to tra- uh, charity, Trout. Imagine, you don't need an extra no money. <laughs> you, you too, Harper. You and your imagine million dollars. You have... Trout, Harper, you get Judge, Stanton, you got all these power guys. Eight power guys just slugfested out. Judge says just, he won't even consider it unless the All-Star game's in New York. Well, a lot of people don't like doing it because it messes their swing up. No, but just hey, imagine eight, nothing but eight power hitters going at it. And you know, it also benefits the guys that aren't known that have pop a little bit too. Yeah. That you forget on the bench and then you can, you'll know their name later in the season if your team makes a late postseason yeah. run. But it also could benefit them guys that aren't as To good. your point, you want you want those eight power guys, those eight mashers in the it's game. Imagine. You yeah. got to give them more time off in this also, All-Star break. They're playing Sunday, flying out to wherever that game is. You should and get they're all, doing this on Monday. They got the game on Tuesday. They have a travel day Wednesday. And then usually they're starting to put that schedule back where teams are playing Thursday, yeah, if not so Friday. Should, That's yeah, a yeah, Monday break. Things. You should have off all the way until the following Monday. Then you don't baseball back. Baseball ain't the whole All Star Week. It needs. You need to give a Monday to travel there. Tuesday can be the Derby. Wednesday is the game because Wednesday, that Wednesday after the MLB All Star Game is the only day in the sports year where there is no games whatsoever going on for, yeah. for the four major sports. So that 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 adds a day. Sorry, SBs, your show sucks anyway. Move it back. <laughs> And then Thursday, they can travel and leave, or leave Wednesday night, whatever. And then Friday, you start off just like you never See, left. See, I'm the one that thinks. I, I love me some home run derby. I love sitting down on TV and watching it. Um, but I think they should put in a skills competition a little bit to it. A little more flavor. Like, all right, so, like, the guys, like, they have best arms in the outfield. We could use Trout. He's got a tremendous arm in the outfield. 
right. that would be cool. You get, I would love to see Gaskowski. If you ever watch the NFL, how they have the quarterbacks throw to the targets with the points, well, you do that with baseball. You just throw. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? I'd like to see the, the faces around the bases. Yeah, you yeah. Know. but you, you race each other around the bases. You don't do it one at a time. No, you do faces time. Whatever it is. Some skills competition-wise, it had to be so cool. I think it would. You utilize all. You utilize more players in it. Yeah. You know, the guys that aren't going to get as much time in the game, or the guys that aren't in the derby. Yeah. And it can just appeal to so many more fans if the thing went from just the derby to maybe starting at six o'clock. You don't even have to have Look the viewers the or whatever. They just it's, had it's the game. good for the fans. The NFL did the skill competition, and they had the game. And then you look at the NHL; they had their competition. Same thing with basketball as well. All right, our last new addition to uh, this year. Well, new rule this year. All-Star Game Election Day. Like I said, the first round is just normal fan voting like it's been. And then the Election Day. I think this is going to be really cool. I'm going to try to hopefully have as much free time that day as I can to vote my guys in and who I think should get in. I, I think this is a really cool concept. What do you guys think? I'm a fan of it. I mean, yeah. the top three guys. I mean, at any given position, is, anybody can get it. I, I enjoy it. You know, it's... You know what would be cool, though? Do like the NBA and draft your team. Nah. No, no, you're not no. against it. Except no. for the pitches, they would no. be your, you know, you would be against no, it. Imagine Harper and Trout, is, or go up and captain each other. Yo, I got Judge first pick. I got. I don't think that works for baseball. I mean, NBA is so much cool of a. That NBA has the smallest roster. Yeah, so they, don't, I, they, I, don't I don't the, they don't use the home field as it is anymore. I hate that. So why not? I hate it too. So if you're not going to use it, why not draft? It's, it's, it's yeah, to me, it's pointless. The NBA, you're drafting like twelve guys. You're not drafting twenty five. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly just wish the All Star Game would just switch back to meaning home field advantage. Yes. It, games, it gives yes. the game a little bit more meaning. I mean, to be it honest, appeals a lot more to it, fans. It, as it well. does, and it gives the players something to play if for. You're sitting here I mean, like Kevin and I, Yankees, Red Sox fan. Now that the Phillies are contenders, me and TJ are Phillies fans as well. It means something. Now you got four games at home instead of three. Yeah, that's a big difference. Absolutely. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, honestly, maybe best record should be playing home field away. I mean, it is what it is. But I, I always thought that that was a great stipulation. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, hey, maybe we'll come back in the new CBA. Who knows? I like we'll, it. we'll see. Time will tell on that one as well. So I guys, just, I just want to throw one in here uh, real quick. Just my little little shot. Eloy Jimenez, okay, from the Chicago White Sox, has no service time in the MLB, has got a six-year, $43 million contract. Top prospect, for the top prospect for the fucking uh, Chicago White Sox. Yeah. No service time. I think the guy is going to be a stud. Like a, like a Kingery. Thing. Yeah, but Kingery, yeah, this guy, no offense to Scott Kingery, Scotty Jetpacks, if you're listening. <laughs> this guy is a lot better than oh, Scott yeah. Kingery and yeah, will be a lot better than Scott Kingery. And I, I wouldn't say anyone deserves it without proving it first, but this guy, go look at his numbers, go look at his track his, or his history up to this point. I personally think the guy will be worth every penny. That deal can max out at 77 mil. So that you know the White Sox are sitting there like, oh, we know. Yeah, we we know what you got. And, you know, and like I said before, I like teams are now just locking guys up now. Yeah, yeah, I, really enjoy. I mean, not locking them up. We still have to put a second base up there. But. All right, guys, that'll do it for the our MLB as well. For our other sports, for me, Big Yeggs, TK, Colin, Bruce, Smoot, and Slick, we're signing off. Hope you listen and hope you enjoy. <laughs>